Welcome to the Life's Better Podcast, a podcast dedicated to this idea that life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. On the show, uh, we're going to be talking about how we can actually help you find some love and joy in a dead-end job. <laughs> now, whether or not you have a dead-end job or not, I think this will be helpful. Uh, a couple of years ago... We both do, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're struggling, and so we want to help those who are struggling. Um, a couple of years ago, there was this commercial, um, it was a beer commercial... That started out with the scene, there's an alarm clock that went off, and you know someone reaches over, grabs it, and then this guy, the next scene, is rushing out the door with like a piece of toast in his hand, and then the next scene, uh, it's him you know, driving in traffic, horns honking, and he's clearly miserable, and then the next scene after that, he's in a cubicle, and you know, he's, he's got his boss like, you know, yelling at him, <laughs> and, and then the, the, the scene like, finishes with him falling into his bed at night, exhausted, and then it starts all over again. Mm. Uh, and this happens like three times. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. then it breaks, though, when someone tosses him a Miller. And he grabs a <laughs> Miller and he pops that open with a friend. And then obviously, like, this party erupts behind them. And it's, like, fantastic. Mm. The subtle message, your life's not that great. <laughs> Work is not that great. The only thing yeah. that really brings meaning is having a beer with friends. So, Josh and I, we're just going to crack open some beers today. And we're, no, we're not. Audio listeners, there is no beer on any of these tables. No, don't take look at the wrong idea. It's behind the camera. <laughs> no one knows. So, here's the thing, though. We are going to work about 90,000 hours in a lifetime, on average. Uh, that's one-third. 90, yeah, 90,000. That's one-third of your life. Okay. So... If you don't love your job, like that's going to make an impact on your life. And yeah. it, there's a Barna research group. They, every four years, they'll do this study, and they find the same result every single time. Uh, they find that only 13% of people actually love their job. Really? 63% of people are kind of meh about their job. Mm -hmm. They're slightly engaged, but for the most part, not really into it. And then 24%, almost a quarter of the population, hate their job, hmm. which I think is pretty high. Yeah. And so the goal of our podcast today is we can improve that. We want to improve that a little bit. And uh, before we get into that, Josh and I, you, we're going to play a game. Yeah. We're calling it Hat Seat. Yeah. And it's a twist on our game that we like to play called Hot Seat. Some of you uh, listeners, viewers, uh, you've written in some questions for Josh and I to answer <sighs> okay. about either our current career or careers that we've had in the past, and we're just going to reach into a hat, we're going to draw your questions out, the ones that you draw, you'll answer, the ones I draw, I'll answer. Uh, I'm excited for this. And, and this, this is a neat idea. I might regret saying I'm excited for it, but <laughs> I think I think it's cool. We've got thanks a cool... For, thanks for those of you that wrote in questions. I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> we've got this cool cowboy hat. Um, I don't know how cool it is, but go ahead and... <laughs> it's pretty cool, yeah. You want to draw the first one? <laughs> All right. Uh, and I answer the first one, right? Yes. All right. So, here's my first question. It says, if you could change anything about your current position, what would it be? This is an interesting question because this last year, I feel like, has made everyone think that. Yeah. Because everybody's positions at their jobs have probably changed, whether, unfortunately, you got laid off or you had to, you know, adapt to the current climate. Um, and I really discovered a love for, uh, like, tech uh, and, you know, uh, I rediscovered a love for editing videos. Those mm -hmm. of you that know, uh, like even just this podcast is only like a year old. I get to edit this. Uh, we get to do a lot more videos. Like I, I kind of have 
really taken a huge leap into into that area. And I've realized that uh, not only do, hopefully I have a little bit of talent uh, with it, but I also really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, in using that to share the gospel in, in creative ways is interesting to me. So I think in the future, I would love to... I guess just to get to more. more of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I love I love that, and I'm I'm learning more about like uh, how people use that in uh, even more ways that we haven't yet uh, to reach people, and it's interesting to me. So yeah, that, that's mine. No, I like it. <laughs> all right. My question is: Have you ever gotten sick at work? Yes, I have gotten sick at work. In fact, I think it was I week one of a job. I got oh, sick, no. and it was one of those. You know, you're just delirious, but it was my first week. (laughs) Either that or it was like the beginning of my second week. I can't remember. And I just plowed through it and ended up getting at least two other people sick after that. Mm. But it was a, I had to. It was like, it was my first week. Do you think you got it from somebody when you got there? Or do you think you just brought it into the job? I really don't know. But yeah, it was, it was a miserable like (laughs) half a week for sure. Yikes. Uh, What job was it? Yeah, it was working at Publix. Publix, okay. That, that doesn't exist here, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so mine is, have you ever dated someone at work? You know, I was about to immediately say no, but I think technically yes. Uh, my my wife and I both worked <laughs> at a summer camp together. Oh, yeah, sure. And so works. I think that counts. Yeah, like, totally. uh, we, we started Were you dating, dating at the time? We Okay, so like we worked at this summer camp multiple years in sure. a row. And she'd always been dating this other guy for, uh, like, the whole time. What a loser, uh, <laughs> right? That nerd. And uh, she was dating him at the beginning of the that summer, but broke up with him. And then she went on a mission trip to Honduras through the people that I, like, you know, uh, I go through. And so I, we immediately started connecting over that. I had always had a crush on her. And so it all just kind of worked out. So, yeah, we, we totally dated uh, while I was at work, and I guess that improved my quality of how much I loved my job. Yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. I'm just curious if you had some sabotage going on in that camp, like trying to ruin things for that. No, I mean, I never saw him, though. That's so true. I guess, yeah, no, no. I'm not that type of person either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my question is, have you ever lied about something at work? Yeah, yeah, I've lied about something at work. One, that's really embarrassing <laughs> this is actually at another church. Um, it was just dumb, too. I don't even know why I lied. I, I do. I, I, I do know why. But I, I went to the kitchen, and I just happened to look in the pantry. And I'm not one of those guys that, like, you know, is always snacking on food. But mm. I, I just looked in there real quick, like, I wonder what's in here. Uh, and, I don't know, there were some crackers or something. I was like, okay, I'll grab a cracker. And, like, right then, someone walks in, one of the other employees, and like, oh, busted a kite. You know, I was like, no, no, no. I was actually just uh, checking supplies for the youth. And I, like, I totally lied. And she knew I was lying, I'm sure. And it was just, why'd I do that? <laughs> you got caught. And yeah. yeah, that instinct kicked yeah. in. Um, okay, so there's only... Oh, there, no, there's a few more. There's, oh, never mind. I thought there was only two more. There's like a whole pile and they're sneaking underneath. Okay. <laughs> why do I get the ones like this? <laughs> Mine is, what do you enjoy the least about your current position? Um, I feel like this is just like us having a end-of-the-year review and me getting to, like, tell you everything I want. Uh, let's see. What do I like least about my current position? I hate that we haven't gone on trips, like, mm. in the last year, and I miss that quite a bit. Uh, I didn't think trip. that I would, in all honesty. If I'm if I'm being 
entirely honest, I love my time on trips after the fact, but planning for them is miserable. Yeah. Uh, and making, like, you, you just constantly have these, like, what if scenarios pop yeah. in your mind and, like, am I ready? Am I am I prepared enough? Uh, but that, by the time they're over, you, you've loved them. It's just... Yeah, very, very stressful. The lead-up time can be now stressful. Now that I've had like a year and a half off, I miss it. I miss it a lot. So I'm excited for Camp Calvary this I was going to say, Maybe. camp's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. All right, my next question is, what's the worst job you've ever had? Worst job I've ever had? You know, I've had some that I really haven't enjoyed. The one that first came to my mind, though. Anderson Christian Church. <laughs> no, uh, this was when I was like eight years old, right around eight or nine years old. I got hired by my neighbor to do some work in his backyard, and he was he was this Hispanic guy, really thick accent, and he walks me out to his backyard, and he's got four dogs, and clearly he's never picked up after them, ever. So there's dog business everywhere, and with his thick, you know, Hispanic accent, he says, he hands me a shovel, and he says, pick up the turds. <laughs> and I looked, and I was like, the what? Pick up the dirt, and he starts pointing at all this dog business. And the problem was, he had a thick that accent. Yeah, yeah. And my family, we don't use the word turd. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, what is no he? Idea. I had no idea what he was talking about. But eventually, you know, he said it like six times. Pick up the dirt, and finally, I, like, I think, I think he's referring to like the poop. Okay, <laughs> that's my job. And and it was just a miserable day of cleaning up after dogs. That's, yeah. That's How much what did that you was. get? Like, what did you like get five bucks. Five dollars. I, I don't remember exactly, but I I do remember thinking. This wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We, I think we each have one more. Awesome. No, I don't know about... I, I might be wrong again. No, you got it. All right. What was your worst excuse for getting out of work? All right. Man, my worst excuse. You know, I, I'm trying to think back. Like, I don't know how many... like. I might have, like, made them up in my head, like, meaning that, like, I've made this out to be way worse than, like, I could have gone okay. in. Like, there there are times where, and Emily says this, too, where if I'm sick, I just don't want to do anything at all. Motivation yeah. is gone. And so, like, if I have a cold, like, we have, we have an opportunity to work at home now, yeah. but, like, I'm just, like, I'm not doing anything at all. I'm, I'm going to lay on the couch, <laughs> cover up in a blanket... And just do nothing for maybe three to four days. <laughs> nice. And like that that's just I don't know, my, my attitude of if I don't feel good, I don't wanna do anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I I need to work on that and I realize that. But over the last year I was gonna say you haven't been sick. I've, I've not like been at all. I've I've not really missed work at all. So we totally nice. we totally just jinxed that. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna everybody's gonna be like, Where's Josh on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> How's any tomorrow? But I guess you could skip out on Sunday. Alright, uh, last one for me. What is the most annoying thing <laughs> I think this was supposed to be for you. What is the most annoying thing your current boss has ever done? I'm gonna answer this as though like I'm answering it like what's the most annoying thing Josh has ever done? Okay, okay. I don't know if I have like I'm your employer. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I've actually I don't know if I yeah. I can't think of a really annoying thing that you've done. Okay, you know, something that I realized about you, it's not annoying, but I just had to realize it about you. You're quiet. Uh, and so sometimes, like, I'm I'm deep in, in work, and all of a sudden, like, you're in my doorway, and it's like, whoa, hey, how's it going, Josh? Like, I didn't hear you sneak up on me. This is... <laughs> This is this is fun. What do you this, what do you need? This is why we need doors that just automatically close because like 
whenever I'm there and I'm like, I gotta talk to Jonathan, but should I shout from the other room? Should I go up to the door? And oh Some man, he's coughs. working. I don't want to like, I don't want to bother him. So I'm just gonna stand here awkwardly and wait until he notices me. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But it's not the same way. Oh my gosh, she's stealthy. She well, she tries though. Okay. Like she'll wait around corners for me to like pop and then she, like yeah she will do that on purpose and and she them. knows that i'm jumpy so <laughs> she needs to be careful though because there's times where like my my first instinct is to like throw a swing punch, punch <laughs> in the face. don't sneak up on josh that's, that's the rule here all right so hopefully you've had some fun getting to know our work experience and our current uh levels of i don't know annoyance or joy uh we're gonna start talking about you and how we can improve in this area of overall just happiness at work uh, because again 90% or I should say uh, 60, 63% of you are just kind of like meh about work, mm, but mm-hmm. 24% of you, like a quarter of you, you hate your work. And so let's mm. just see how we can improve that. I think there's some obvious answers to this and we're not going to get into the obvious ones. I mean, some of it just has to do with, you know, are you cut out for that work? Like, mm. do you have the capacity to do it? No one's going to hire me to be an accountant. I, I just don't have <laughs> the capacity to do that. But if you find yourself, you know, in a position where you're constantly doing something, you just don't have the capacity for yeah obviously you're not going to enjoy it you need to find other work Mm. environments another big one if you're around toxic people uh or you know a a job that's just destroying your body uh i think that's a huge one right i see like it it doesn't matter if the work is good or bad if the people for me specifically the people around me are tearing me down or lifting me up that that matters it, more than anything yeah i can make or break for sure mm-hmm. so there i mean the list could go on and on yeah. for some obvious answers yeah. we're going to throw out one suggestion one tip that i think really uh blends well with just our podcast as a whole this idea that life is better with god community and purpose and the idea uh, behind this is you actually can bring meaning to your work mm-hmm. so whatever task you have the the tip is bring meaning to it Now, that may sound really simplistic and maybe overly so, but we are meaning machines. Like, Mm -hmm. as human beings, God has hardwired us to find meaning in things. Uh, Let's just... Let's just give some examples here. Okay, so Josh, I snuck into your office today. Oh boy, here we go. Okay. And I took this off of your desk. I didn't even notice. I I was wondering (laughs) if you were going to. So for those of you who cannot, uh, you're not watching this uh, from YouTube, this is a framed picture, a couple pictures. Very dusty because I never dust my office. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of Josh and his ordination. We've got a picture of uh, Emily praying over him, uh, your grandparents and your dad praying over you. Mm. And then we've got this cool little... uh, Romans 8, uh, 38 through 39, explaining what's going on. Okay, clearly this has some meaning yeah, for yeah. you. Why is, why is this on your desk? What's the meaning behind uh, it? Honestly, it just reminds me of why I am doing what I'm doing. It reminds me of the people that um, are, are have been there for me for a really long time and have prayed over this ministry and like all of that stuff. And yeah, it brings a lot of not only... I guess meaning is the same thing as importance, but I, I think of the, like, every time I see that, I'm reminded, oh, not only is this a job, this is this is a ministry that God has called me to, that people have, mm-hmm. you know, blessed and everything, and so I need to give everything I have towards it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah. so even just a, a picture and a verse can yeah. bring so much life and meaning to you. How about this one? Let's say it's a Wednesday night and <laughs> one of your students lifts their middle finger at you. Okay. How are you, what are you thinking? How are you gonna respond? Like, 
what's going to happen? My first response to stuff like that is typically not the best. And it's not like I'm mad at them. It's more like, how have I not created a space where this doesn't happen? (laughs) Uh, But, you know, that doesn't make me want to miss, like, quit my job or anything like that it's like i still feel called to do this i still have meaning here now now let me ask you this though okay. like why would it be a big deal anyway it's just a finger mm-hmm. like why there's, why there's why is that a, such a problem that, that uh you're right it absolutely is just one of our fingers so it's okay for me to do it on the podcast right probably not yeah, exactly why? because we have put meaning behind <laughs> exactly. it right yeah, yeah. as a culture there's <laughs> such a strong meaning behind that we don't do that unless Unless you're really angry or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let me throw out another one. Let's say it's 4th of July. Okay. And maybe there's some patriotic music playing in the background. Okay. Maybe a couple fireworks. I don't know. And then you just see the American flag, you know, waving gently in the in the breeze. Emotionally, does that do anything for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, w- what's happening? Uh, specifically, you remember, like, you know, when it was made and, like, all of the moments that people have, you know, fought for that you know that not only the flag but the country because that's what the flag represents otherwise it's literally just a piece of cloth painted floating in the wind but we bring meaning to it absolutely yeah and let's say we take that same flag and we fly it over let's say a middle eastern country that's not really into the united states i mean that that might stir something very different inside them to the point where they might want to grab their gun and start firing it off uh we bring meaning to so many things so, because we're meaning machines, we have the ability to do this even with our work. Hmm. And we can bring meaning into our work to the point where we are able to enjoy it. And I know the, the natural pushback is, yeah, that sounds really nice, that sounds really lovely, but that's not easy to do. Uh, scripture actually encourages us to do this. In fact, Josh, you're going to read a section of Scripture that really highlights this whole idea of bringing meaning and value into whatever task even if it is mundane and tedious. All right, so it's in Colossians 3.23. It says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. So Paul, he's, he's chatting it up with us, and he says, Hey, Josh, even if you have a dead-end job, mm-hmm. even if you're doing something really tedious, really monotonous, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to do it as if we're doing it for God himself. Yeah, you bring that meaning to say, hey, even though this is something small, even though this is something maybe even miserable, I'm going to spin this around and I'm going to do it for God. Basically says, hey, bring God into this. Make it about him. There's something that happens inside your heart and inside your soul when you connect those really dreaded things with, yeah, but... I have a higher calling, a higher purpose, mm. and maybe I can make those smaller, less enjoyable things actually move that higher purpose forward. Um, on the flip side of this, because you know, I think again, some people would say, "Yeah, but you don't realize I'm that 24%. I hate my job. Mm. It's just such a drudgery." Let me ask you, who was Paul writing to? He was writing to slaves at the moment. Yeah, which is just insane to think about. Like. How can you tell them to do their work as if they're doing it for God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're hating your job, at least know that you've got some freedom. Some of you are like, no, I feel like a slave. Yeah. But even in that moment, you can still do it for God in a, in a meaningful way. It reminds me a lot of um, Joseph, the story of Joseph. Mm. Because Joseph, you know, when he was enslaved in Egypt, 
when he was working for Potiphar, and even when he got his even nicer job. Like, I, I can guarantee you, if you ask Joseph, which job did you like more, he'd say the one where he was given all the power and basically second in command in, in Egypt. Right. But he worked just as hard in both, not because he liked his job, but because of this, you know, yeah. that he had that mentality of, well, wherever I am, I'm going to work as hard as I can because I serve a God who is going to, you know, he's going to handle things. He's going to take care of me even if I'm in a bad situation or a good situation. And we see, particularly in Joseph's situation, God blessing him because he yeah. chose to bring that higher purpose into that, that position. Yeah. It took a while. It took a little <laughs> while. You're right. It did. It did. Um, I, I've got, because I grew up uh, in the Bay Area and, and actually lived for many years in San Jose, which is known as the Silicon Valley, uh, I've got a lot of friends in the tech industry. Mm. And I remember a number of years ago, uh, I had a friend who was working on a product for Apple, and he said, man, this product, it's going to be a game changer. I was like, and he can't tell me anything about it, right? They, mm-hmm. They're sworn mm-hmm. to secrecy. I was like, okay, cool. A couple months later, guess what came out? It's a game changer, mm-hmm. Apple product. What's the biggest like game changer? iPod? Not the iPod. The, the actually, iPhone? The iPhone, the iPhone. iPhone okay, came okay, okay. out. And it was yeah, just this, that was a good call there. Like He absolutely is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, total game changer. And I remember afterwards, like, dude, was this it? Was this what you were working on? He's like, yeah. And he was telling me uh, how, you know, all the little features and mm. what specifically he worked on. He was really excited about it. But what was interesting is at the end of the conversation, I remember him looking at me and saying, yeah, but honestly, I really wish I could be doing what you and Dana are doing. And at the time, we had mm. just finished two years of ministry uh, as missionaries in Africa, and we were re-upping for another two. And it dawned on me that... It really doesn't matter if you've got that dead-end job or you're working for a tech Hmm. industry or in the tech industry, moving technology forward in amazing ways. If you don't attach what you're doing to a deeper, higher calling and purpose, it's going to come up short at some point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious, in your own life... Where do you find yourself? I think you've even just shared with this picture of, yeah. you know, Emily praying over you, your ordination. Where do you find that deeper calling? And where, when do you have to remind yourself of that? Mm. So um, this is something that I think that I don't, I don't want to label myself as something bad, but, like, I definitely don't have that type A mentality a lot. Um, and I think it's because... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I do, but I just have a focus that's very lasered in on on this, which is you know, I've heard so many. I've grown up around so many pastors and 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 missionaries and even people who are just small group leaders who mm-hmm. who are government workers, but they come to church and they 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 uh, they mentor me. And you know, I, I just all associated them together. You know, I don't I don't think that you know. The pastor is necessarily higher than you know sure. the government worker who came and mentored me or, or shares his faith at at work. And I just ha- constantly had them sharing things like, my job doesn't really matter unless God is calling me to it. Mm-hmm. And 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 the thing that I'm doing is me being a missionary where God has called me to yeah. be, no matter what it is. Love that. Uh, and and so. If I'm in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, and I have a mission field of, oh, I work at Kroger, and so my mission field is everybody who walks in and buys groceries in my line, then 
I have a mentality that's better than anything I've because like, I've gone on mission trips, mm-hmm. and nobody is ever really unless you're you just going to the mission trip wrong. <laughs> nobody really cares about what they're being told to do. You could be told go pick up trash in a neighborhood that really needs to be cleaned, or you can be told uh, do this hard manual labor for a whole week, and you'll do it excited because you've gone there feeling called by God. Yeah. We'll have that mentality yeah. in life. Um, and and that, that's, that's why, you know, I, for those of you that don't know, I got a, I got a degree in Christian missions and with a, with a minor in Spanish. And I know one day I'll use the Spanish thing for something, but like anybody who's talked to me and said, well, don't you feel like you, you should be on like location somewhere is always, I am. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm, should I be on location somewhere? I am. And I'm working full time doing this, which I know that not everybody can, but even if I wasn't, even if I was just working at like GameStop or Kroger or something sure. like that, I would still consider myself a missionary yeah. where I am. Um, does that make sense at all? Absolutely. Okay. I love that you bring that up because in other parts of the Bible, it talks about how if you're a follower of Christ, you're actually an ambassador of yes. Christ. Yeah. And, and so let's just even maybe play this one out a little bit. Let's say you're an ambassador of the United States. Okay. What what country, first of all, would you want to be an ambassador to? Do you have a favorite? Spain. Spain. Sure. Okay. So you can use your Spanish. Yeah, yeah, there exactly. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So that was my first thought. I was like, what's a pretty country that speaks Spanish? That Spain. That would be it. Yeah. So Spain, you have a responsibility as an American ambassador to, you know, foster peace, uh, good trade, goodwill. Like that's your higher calling yeah. as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. So how is that going to influence Let's say just the daily, you know, normal things. Let's say you're you're shopping in an open market. Okay. Like, how is that higher calling of being an ambassador of the United States going to affect your interactions with those that you're connecting with? I would say that like it would definitely cause me to think less about why I'm like the groceries that I'm there and how can I how can I meet people? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how can I be respectful to every single person that I meet uh, so that they see me? And then reflect, thinking or go go away from those interactions, thinking, "Oh, the United States is right. filled with these kind people." Right? Yeah. Uh, like they're not that bad. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. gentleman was so kind. Yeah. I, in all honesty, I would probably try to maintain a decent looking like figure so that people would look at me and be like, "Oh, well, maybe not all of the U.S. <laughs> is super fat." Like, like you know, yeah. like something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was where my mind went to. <laughs> just trying to break down those stereotypes. And, and maybe, let's say you have even a, another task. It's not just do, doing normal tasks, but okay. let's say you're on a location as an ambassador, specifically looking at one of the coal mines uh, in Spain, okay. and someone hands you a pickaxe and says, "Now you try." And mm-hmm. and you don't want you don't necessarily want to like be picking at you know coal for the next half hour. Okay. But as an ambassador of the United States. How are you going to respond to that? I'll obviously not turn my nose up at this individual, and I'll, I'll attempt and probably poorly do it, but at <laughs> least they'll look at me and think, oh, wow, he's willing to do this. He's not, you know, disrespectful and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, even if you didn't necessarily like the task of chipping out coal or you don't like the task of having to do your own shopping mm. or let's say someone gets angry at the United States and they have some sort of racial slur or whatever mm. it is, mm. it, because you've got that higher calling that, no, I need to represent the United States well in everything that I do, you will probably lay your head at night having satisfaction mm. in the job well done. Yeah, And I think this is exactly what happens when we enter our jobs and our careers saying, Okay, my first calling is to Christ. 
and I'm going to be an ambassador of his, and I'm going to live my life in such a way that points back to his goodness and his greatness because that's what he's done yeah. for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that with that comes a lot of faith and trust that you have to have uh, because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, are you reaching the most, you know, in this area or whatever? Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of my peace comes from the idea of, well, I'm trusting that God has me where he wants me, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I know that for some of you that like we talked about, like you're in that position where you absolutely just hate where you are and you don't feel like yeah. God is calling you somewhere else yet. This is the probably the best way to overcome that depression and that sadness and that um, that monotony that can mm-hmm. set in. Uh, and, and when you approach that toxic relationship or when you approach that um, just task that you don't feel like you're very good at and, and you're or or even that you just hate like you, you've gotten to a point where I can't stand doing this thing anymore think about how you can bring your calling your higher calling into into it because um, if you don't feel called somewhere else then I get I guarantee you there's a person or there's a, a task that you're there for mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know. That's that's something that I, I personally have that mindset going into things. like Yeah, that. I think that's a very healthy mindset. Now, there may be some listening who are saying, that's well and good, bring <laughs> meaning into my work. But honestly, work is just a means to an end. It's just a paycheck, mm-hmm. and I want to get paid. Well, God actually addresses that desire just to, to get paid and to have that bonus. Let's, let's finish off that section of Scripture. So, again, if you're wanting to reference it, it's Colossians chapter 3. Uh, Josh has read 23, and now he's going to read uh, the next one as well. Do you want 23 as well? Yeah, let's go ahead okay. and just get, get that book in. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. All right, so if someone is saying, I just want to get paid, what has God just told us? <laughs> well, uh, he said that, you definitely need to work at it as if you're serving me because you're going to receive an inheritance, a reward for your hard work. Uh, if you're just getting by, you're you're getting by serving the Lord. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not a good thing. Yeah. Um, that's something to avoid. <laughs> and when you're doing it for him, it's going to be a whole lot. That reward that he's going to give us is going to be so much better than mm-hmm. the minimum wage that you're making at that job. And, and I think it's important, too, and I don't know if you were going to touch on this or not, but, like, the difference, I think, between reading this and and hitting, missing the mark and hitting prosperity gospel sure. is that it's not necessarily a earthly reward. Now, mm-hmm. we talked about Joseph. He worked hard. I mean, and then got accused by Potiphar's wife, and then eventually it led to this great scenario for him. But for some people, that you might not see that until the other side of of this, you know, of, of our eternal life. Yeah. But that's okay because you know I've, I've told my students this all the time, and they always get really freaked out by the idea of it. But like, you're gonna live like to the max, like a hundred years here. Right. You're gonna live to be eventually one million and one hundred <laughs> years old, and you still have way more millions to go. Yeah. And you, this is just gonna be like 
a distant memory, if we even have a memory of it at all at that point, right. if at all, even if we get to heaven. And, and those million years are going to be lived amazingly well. So why am I worried? You know, like, let, let's work hard, even if it's something that you hate, like, work hard at it because that inheritance is so much better than, man, if, if I work really hard, maybe I'll get a higher paycheck or maybe these people will treat me better. No, if you work really hard for the Lord, think about how great glory is going to be, how heaven's going to be. Uh, I, I don't know if it I, I, helps I, or not. Or, absolutely, because I think we all need, you know, an incentive from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. Yeah, I want to be that ambassador for Christ. But sometimes we just need that reminder of that incentive, of that, you know, that reward that God will be giving us. Maybe we're not going to have it at the end of the day or the <laughs> end of the week or the end of the month or even at the end of the year with the, you know, the fun, fancy bonus. But like you said, it's it's coming. And I mean, I notice this even with my kids. You know, my kids will, uh, you know, they'll just be doing some, I got, I got a kid, I'm not going to name him, but <laughs> he, uh he just can't seem to put his shoes where his shoes belong. And we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. I was like, dude, here's the thing. You start putting your shoes where they belong, and I'll give you a character point. This is just something that we do as a family. Uh, when we notice someone, one of our kids is living like Christ, we'll give them what we call a character point. And if you get so many character points, you get to redeem that, you know, something at the store or something. Uh, he's like, okay. And no problem. Like, the entire week, he puts them right where they need to be, and he's continued to do that. Well, how did he get to that point? Well, he needed the incentive. And God's saying, hey, I, I get it. Sometimes this world and your job mm. and you yeah. and slavery, it is rough. I understand that. Here's the incentive. Work at it as though you're doing it for me. That will bring your life joy. That will bring your life meaning. And on the other side, too, don't worry. I'm going to back the truck up, and you are going to have your reward in heaven as well. Mm. Um, final thoughts would be just to encourage you. Uh, I was talking actually with a a headhunter. This was a couple years ago. Someone who hires people for for companies, and uh, he was saying how we live in a C minus world. And he, I think, had just grown a little cynical. And he was basically explaining that most people just put in enough effort not to get fired. Hmm. And you know, he was saying it, uh, pr- being pretty discouraged with some of the hires that he's made. It's like, oh yeah, that's a C minus guy. And it made me think, you know, as Christians. I hope we're never C-minus people because if we're doing it as though we're doing it for the Lord, man, who better to do your best work for? And so a couple of questions just to have you maybe move to into some application would be, one, how can you continue to bring meaning into your work? Second, where have you maybe been putting in C-minus work? And how can you elevate that to an A-plus? Hmm. Uh, I think, again, it goes back to, Make make sure you're doing it for that higher call and that higher purpose, which is your relationship with God. Any final thoughts, Josh? No, that, I I just think this is something that is a little bit of an epidemic, and especially this last year. I know that many people that I've talked to that are around my age, uh, and I assume this is probably true for most people, is that uh, there's a lot of fatigue going mm-hmm. on. Uh, you you've been called by your bosses or your uh, higher ups or supervisors to be able to do more. I know especially people who are working in restaurants or working at like grocery stores feel this way. They've, mm-hmm. they've, when everybody else got time off, they were expected to do more. Uh, and so like there can be this angst, this, this, I, I deserve and I'm going to get what's mine attitude that you bring to each day that will kill you. And it, and it, and it doesn't hurt anybody except for you. Um, and so 
having this this mindset where it's not I'm serving my boss better because he deserves it. Or I'm mm-hmm. serving my supervisor or Walmart or whoever better because they deserve it because you're never going to convince yourself that they deserve it. Um, you're going to convince yourself that you deserve something better. But if you're thinking I'm doing this for God, it's really, it's really hard for you to back down yeah. from that and be like, Oh, well, God deserves this <laughs> and it's less than the best. And it, yeah, I, I, I just, I think this is really valuable. Um, especially if you, because not all of us can have that dream job, mm-hmm. um, but it can become exactly what it needs to be for you if you're thinking, I'm here for a reason. God's bringing X person uh, or X task into my my uh, uh, vision because it needs to be done by me. Yeah, this is my yeah. mission field. Yeah. yeah. Well, God bless, guys. Until next time, know that life is so much better with God, community, and purpose.